Welcome to Said on Sunday, a podcast by Kellyville Anglican where we talk about what was said on Sunday or even what we didn't have time to say on Sunday. We are passionate about being deep in the Word of God and doing life together in community. So thanks for letting us into your week as we learn more about Jesus together. Here's today's episode. Well, friends, welcome to Set on Sunday. Uh, I'm your host, James, and today we have Dave. Hello, James. Mate, it's great to be back, back to be reinstating as the host of Set on Sunday for now. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we've both had a go. Um, it's not my strong point. No, nor mine. But we, we give it our best <laughs> shot, right? Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're here today, uh, just the two of us actually, uh, and we're wrapping up our series in the book of Philippians. Um, we've gone through over the last six weeks, um, lots of great things that uh, Paul has shared with the church in Philippi and how we've been looking at how that uh, really does apply to us today as a church and really helping shape uh, the direction uh, as where, uh, where we're heading as a church, as Kellyville Anglican. And so it's been really exciting. So Dave, what do we wrap up this, this last week just gone? Yeah, so we finished in Philippians 4, we did the whole chapter, mm. and we really, uh, you know, sort of focused in on just a few verses where Paul twice talks about that he has learned what it means to be content mm. uh, in every and any situation, you know, whether well-fed or uh, uh, in uh, in need, in, in plenty or in want. And so, but interestingly, he actually never says what the secret of contentment was <laughs> and is. He just says he's learned it. Uh, and I actually think the answer is from the previous week in Philippians chapter 3, where Paul puts what his ambition is, and his mm. ambition is to know Jesus. That's his goal in life. Yeah. Uh, and that's been met. Uh, and so I, um, I think that is what contentment looks like. And, uh, so that's what I put forward on Sunday. Uh, contentment is having no higher ambition in life than to belong to the Lord and then understanding and being convicted we've got it, uh, because our circumstances can't rob us of Jesus once Mm. we have accepted and trusted him. Uh, and therefore look to Jesus for your contentment. Uh, and then we, we went to one example, uh, which is where Paul goes uh, in the rest of the chapter with uh, the generosity of the Philippians towards Paul uh, and seeing that when they found their contentment in Christ, uh, they were able to give freely and wonderfully uh, in a way that uh, Paul describes in sort of sacrifice and offering language, uh, which really sort of, you know, talks about how God is pleased when when we give um and that there's benefits that come from us uh, to us personally when we give, uh, as well as to the receiver. And so we just unpack that just a, a, a little bit uh, as to sort of the, the place to finish. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a big six weeks. Yeah, been good. absolutely, man. It's been been a long one for you, six weeks in a row. And and again this Sunday with Baptism Sunday, which is going to be super exciting. Uh, we have a number of people here at Kellyville Anglican uh, professing their faith. Uh, and being baptized on Sunday, and so it's mm. going to be a great day of celebration. It's, it's going, going to be, be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really good. All right, so we only had uh, one question come in from Sunday, and so we're going to answer that, and we're also going to revisit some of the questions that I answered last week that didn't necessarily come through on the podcast that well. So thank you to those that let us know. Uh, apologies, some technical errors uh, on our end, um, but we're going to we're going to revisit last week's questions that I'll answer. But to question number one from Sunday, let's hit it up. It is, if we are to be content in Christ in every situation, surely that does not mean we are to have no aspirations. How are we to view the everyday aspirations of life, whether that's being a better husband or a better youth leader or being better at golf? 
Uh, does being content in Christ means that we are to dial down our aspirations? Yeah, this is a really good question. Uh, and uh, I'd want to sort of affirm that I'm uh, the, the push on Sunday was really about being content in Christ. Mm. Uh, put that first. Uh, and I think it gives um, perspective to other things. Uh, because, you know, some of the things they hit on here about being, being a better husband, um, the scriptures push us, you know, to have that sort of, uh, servant, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, attitude towards what it means to be a husband and what it mm. means to be a wife. Um, you know, youth leader, kids leader, like they're, they're all absolutely good, good things. Uh, and we want to encourage our brothers and sisters here at Kellyville, uh, if they are in those situations, to yeah. work at being the absolute best you can be in those particular circumstances. It's the same when it comes to work. Mm. Um, you know, in, in a you know, more more secular sort of uh, environment, you want to work as if you're working for the Lord. Uh, that's what Colossians tells us, um, not Philippians, but Colossians. Yep. Uh, and so we we want to uphold the scriptures and do all those things. The problem comes when our contentment is found in those things hmm. uh, as opposed to finding it in Christ. And I think that's the journey most of us are on uh, is we go through sort of seasons and moments in life where uh, Jesus sort of goes a little bit fuzzy uh, in in our sort of focus and we, we get a little bit more preoccupied than we should. Uh, in wanting to be that better or working hard for the for the Lord and still doing it for the Lord, uh, but we start to find our contentment in our work, uh, in you know ultimate contentment. I'm not saying you never find satisfaction in your work. Yeah. Uh, that 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 would be foolish to say, and, and I don't think biblical to say. Um, but where we find that ultimate contentment, the thing that can't be robbed uh, of us, which is Christ, uh, and therefore. You can have every circumstance and situation sort of go up and down. So, when uh, you know when you lose your job, um, and if your contentment's in your job, things things are going to be rocked uh, in a way that you know you you possibly don't need to have it. You know, it's still hard. No one wants to lose their job. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, you know, when your contentment's in Christ, uh, that's that's sort of where it needs to be. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and keep you, and you know, it's good to have godly aspirations. Not all of our aspirations are super godly. Yeah, like golf, like golf. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I can't I can't find a command in the scriptures to uh, to get to a scratch handicap, um, uh, which you know, one of the aspirations that I have. You're not um, far off. But you know, I I hold very <laughs> loosely to it, James. Right. Um, you very know, good. A, a bad round at golf is not going to knock me off my. Uh, you know, uh, you know, my grounding of who I am in Christ and what's going on in my life. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll survive. Yeah. Good. Cause it would be a pretty rocky thing. <laughs> <laughs> or at least for me anyway. <laughs> it, would be. it would be. Awesome, mate. All right. Well, thanks for answering that. That's great. All right. So we're going to come back to last week's question. Uh, one that I, uh, tried to answer, um, but we had some audio issues. And so the question that came through was to do with our logo. And so we've been going through a little bit of a, let's say, rebrand here at Kellyville. Um, we were known as KAC, Kellyville Anglican Church, and we've sort of tried to refine that and go, we're going to be known as Kellyville Anglican because um, not everybody knows what KAC is. 
And ever since Dave told me that he thought he heard KFC, I just can't get that out of my head. So <laughs> I can understand that. No one knows what a KAC is except for those that are in this building. And so at least going back to Kelly the Anglican, it does identify us as being a church because people would still make that association. And so that's part of the re rebrand, why, why we're doing that. Um, but as part of that, it means we have a new logo. And our new logo is a little bit different to our old one. Uh, it's a bit more updated, uh, sort of fitting with the current sort of logo styles that are out there today. And so one of the questions was, why is there no cross on the church's new logo? And that's a really great question. Um, there kind of is. And so the way that you would be able to see that is if you look at the new logo, it is our name, Kellyville Anglican. And the way we've stacked the words is that the V from Ville and the A from Anglican sit on top of one another. Now, if you do slightly turn your head to the left, you can kind of see the cross if you sort of extended the A on Anglican. Um, but in, in time to come, we're hoping to animate that so that that will actually turn into a cross uh, if we're using that in any kind of uh, digital media areas of, of ministry. Um, but there is, that's kind of the main idea behind that. We're trying to utilize in the, both the Kellyville Anglican and then also um, encompassing the cross as part of that. Because um, a lot of the designs and logos and all that kind of stuff out there these days is very focused on being minimalistic. And so you want to try and do as less, do as less. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to do it. Put, put less is more, right? That's kind of the, the approach that we're taking. Mm. And so that's why we've kind of shifted uh, in that direction. And so, yeah, there, there is a cross within the logo. Um, but you could even say that even if there was a cross in the logo and no one knew what that meant, then what's the point of having the cross in the logo? Um, you know, so there, there's different ways that you can look at how you might approach to to being making logos and all that kind of stuff. But we thought we'll just go with the church name and and try and tie in the cross to that. Um, then there was another one. Why is there no longer a cross in the auditorium? Um, I have never seen a permanent cross inside this auditorium in my time at Kellyville. Um, I'm coming up to my fifth year next year, which is crazy for those that remember when I uh, started pre-COVID. That time <laughs> is flowing. Um, I did hear from some people that they have seen a golden cross at some point um, up on the uh, what was the communion table, um, but there there has not in my time seen a cross in here. Except we do have a wooden one that we'll bring out for Easter, um, and we we'll do bring it out from time to time as part of our sort of set designs as we're thinking about how, um, the different things that we're looking at uh, in the series and on Sundays. Um, but yeah, I think for us, like what identifies the church is the people, the gathered people um, coming together to uh, give glory to God, to praise Him uh, in our Sunday services as we, we sing and as we hear God's Word proclaimed, as we pray, as we read the Bible, and in some services we, we read liturgy, we, we declare the creed, our, our, what, the, what we believe, our statement of faith. And for us as an Anglican church, we are very much grounded in the Word of God. Um, that is central to everything that we do, and we're going to touch on that in just a moment. Um, but for us, it's what's said in the building, that is most important as we hear God's word proclaimed. And so, you know, visual things like that are probably less of a in sort of importance, uh, or at least in my thinking of how we might put things in the, in the, in the area. Um, we wouldn't have stuff like that. But we do have stained glass windows in the front entrance. Um, and we do also have a, a whopping big cross on the other side of the auditorium wall uh, that actually shows everybody driving past that we are a church. Um, and so there is still that. And I just want to affirm here, the back half of the question was the cross is central to the gospel. Absolutely. Mm. Um, absolutely. And so um, we, we definitely want to affirm that. Um, but 
yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment with all the different sort of things going on. Dave, do you want to speak any more into that or? Uh, only, I guess, just, just to add that, um, you know, symbols and uh, uh, things that uh, we, we display, we really want to use them to aid us uh, proclaiming the message of the gospel. Uh, and I think in a previous episode, we, uh, someone asked the question about brand, you know, how do we make sure our brand doesn't get ahead of ourselves, um, you know, or become bigger than, you know, it needs to be. Mm. And, uh, the conversation we had then is that it's a servant. It's a servant of us communicating the gospel, uh, into the community that lives around us. Yeah. Uh, and what we don't want to do is create barriers and unnecessary hurdles uh, for people uh, to sort of jump through. And so, um, yeah, there, there is a real simplicity to Kellyville Anglican, like super simplicity. It tells us, mate, we're, we're here for Kellyville and we're an Anglican church. Yeah. Uh, and so we've tried to keep that sort of, uh, rather than trying to put more words around it, um, you know, uh, and that's, we just want to keep making sure uh, that we, we keep, the main thing, the main thing, and not try and be too clever. Uh, someone's once said to me, um, uh, "Be clear, don't be clever." You know, talking about preaching. Mm. So don't don't try and get clever and do all this fancy stuff. Just be clear, and I think that's what we want to do. Uh, to be clear is to be kind, uh, and that's what we want to do to our you know uh, the people who live around us. Uh, yep. Is just give real simplicity yep. uh, to go. We are Kellyville. We're here for you guys. We yeah. love you guys. We're here for this community. We're an Anglican church, you know, uh, and that's that's what we want to be. Yeah, awesome. Now, for us to get about that, uh, getting about to reaching people with the gospel, over the last sort of five, six weeks, um, a number of us staff have jumped up on the platform and we've talked about uh, some focus areas that some of us are going to be looking at. And so I thought it'd be helpful for everyone to sort of maybe hear what that looks like for us as a church. What are these sort of five things that we look at? What makes a healthy disciple? Um, and how are we going to get about the mission of, you know, seeing people um, come to Jesus uh, and really giving their life to him? So, yeah, yeah yep. Dave. So, uh, yeah, we, we sum, tried to sum it all up in our, uh, in our question time on Sunday because uh, we, we started this vision series trying to understand our mission field around us. Mm. Uh, and we saw that our mission field is uh, continuing to, to grow um, numerically. Uh, it's becoming diverse culturally. Yeah. Uh, and that we are, you know, strongly populated by families. And uh, we sort of put that before us. Here's, here's who's around us. These are our neighbours. These are the people we want to uh, reach with the gospel. And so what sort of church do we need to be in order to have uh, an impact under God uh, for his kingdom around us. And the, the statement we, you know, we've uh, put out there is we want to be a church that changes the course of people's story with Jesus. And uh, I, I mean, I like the statement, quite like the statement. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I think it, it, for a lot of people, it's just sort of going like that's, you know, we want people to sort of, for Jesus to interrupt their lives basically mm. and their stories to go, man, finally met Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, uh, and he absolutely turned my life upside down, which is what Jesus, you know, should do. 
Uh, and so how, how are we going to do that though? Like it's, it's nice to have a statement, you know, uh, that we can throw around, but really let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty of how we're going to do that. Uh, and, uh, the statement is that, uh, we're going to do that by making lots and lots of healthy disciples and we're going to do it under God. This is all mm. under God. He's the one that changes hearts and minds, but it's interesting. Like in Matthew 28, Jesus says, go and make disciples. Yeah. There's no qualifier in there. We like, you know, do it under me. Yes, he says he'll be with you uh, to the very end of the age. But it's the command to the disciples, and that's the command to us today: go and make disciples. So we want to make as many healthy disciples as we possibly can, and we use five areas of health uh, to um, uh, to f- signify what a healthy disciple is. And each week we've got one of the staff up to sort of unpack. Uh, you know, that they're going to take on an air of responsibility. That's, that's how serious we are mm. in terms of making healthy disciples uh, so that someone is actually responsible for it. Uh, and so, you know, we, we spoke first week um, uh, to Richard about serving others, yep. um, you know, as a metric of, of a healthy disciple. And then we talked to Nathan about a healthy disciple is in community. We spoke to Richard again about a healthy disciple being deep in the word. And then we spoke to you, James, on Sunday about loving God. And then the first week was that a healthy disciple is on mission. And what we've sort of done is we, the deep in the word sits at the very bottom of that. That's the mm. sort of engine. That's the fuel that sort of fires everything forward. Um, you know, it, it, we are, as you said, people of the word. Yeah. Uh, we, we believe that God is revealed in his word and, and Jesus is revealed in his word. Um, you know, and uh, the word is the um, word and the spirit go together Yeah. Uh, in terms of con- conviction uh, and what needs to happen. So, so yeah, so the word of God sitting at the bottom there. It fuels, gives shapes to all the other sort of areas of health uh, of what that looks like. Uh, and, you know, we, we pray that as we go deeper in the word, uh, we go further into our community yeah, uh, awesome. with, uh, with the gospel. Yeah, that's great. And so just picking up on being on mission, you know, that's something that's really important for us as um, Dave helped us see in week one, the scope of the people that are in Kellyville and North Kellyville and uh, that don't know Jesus. Uh, and mm. so we want to reach them with the gospel. And so as part of that, part of us wanting to be a church on mission, we're actually putting together a carols event on Sunday, the 18th of December. And so that's going to kick off at 6 p.m. with a sort of fun and food and all that kind of stuff with a 7 o'clock carols starting. Mm. Uh, And so that's going to be an awesome opportunity uh, to invite family and friends. Um, We as a church, we're going to be letterbox dropping North Kellyville. There have been a heap of people that have moved in over the last few years, especially during COVID, um, who um, have have come into the area, probably don't know what the local churches are. um, And so we'd love to just be able to sort of go out there and let a box drop and so there's going to be a ton of pamphlets on Sunday mm. for us to just go go for a wander go check out the new development of North Kellyville and put some um, uh, pamphlets in their in their letterbox and invite them to come along and hear about Jesus uh, and the gospel and so um, that's a really exciting opportunity coming up for us as a church to be on mission uh, for that event and so it's going to be great I'm really excited for it I know the staff team's really excited for it 
Uh, and so we've got that coming up. But also we do have our Christmas Eve services. And yeah. again, another opportunity, 4 p.m., 6 p.m., family service. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And then we're going to have a 9 p.m. Christmas Eve service. And so please invite family, invite friends. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity to hear the gospel. And again, 9.30 a.m. on Christmas Day, we will also have a service for us. And so it's very exciting. Lots of good things yeah, coming up. Lots, and, lots of good things. And because what we want to see is we want people – we want people to come to know Jesus, but we want people to, to, to declare their faith. Mm. And we see that when they get baptized, right? That's what Jesus calls us uh, to do in Matthew 28. And we're actually going to be seeing that this Sunday. Uh, excitingly, we have, it's like 10 or 11 people being mm. baptized on Sunday, which is awesome. And so at 10.30 and at 6.15, uh, we're going to have that here at Kellyville. We're going to celebrate um, these people um, declaring their faith in Jesus and then after the 10.30 service, we're going to have a, mood, uh, a big meal together and being in community. Uh, and then again, at 6.15, we're going to have dinner afterwards. And we're just going to celebrate and enjoy that as a church. And so, yeah, they're, they're two, two parts of um, what we've been talking about. It's exactly what yeah. we've been talking about. So, like, if you just sort of pull back just a moment from a moment, um, you see that, you know, Baptism Sunday is about us celebrating being on mission. Mm. You know, we, we long to see and hear people going, I want to follow Jesus. Yeah. And uh, Christmas is about us as a church being on mission. Uh, and one of, the, one of the little sort of metrics, which, you know, I'll share with you uh, as, you know, podcast listeners, um, that is one of the things we want to see from Christmas is people interact with us one more time. Because mm. Christmas is one of those times where you get heaps of visitors. Yeah. We go, and everyone goes, isn't it great? And it is. But wouldn't it be even better if someone who came to one of our Christmas services or Christmas carols dipped their toe in the water again? And so we're setting up our January series so that people can dip their toe in the water again. So it's January, our summer series is called Five Truths That Will Transform Your Life. And we've got a whole bunch of interesting topics. And the reason we're doing that is so that at Christmas, you'll hear us talking about this sermon series, Five Truths That Transform Your Life. Because what we want to do is pique people's interest to go, hey, I'm up the coast or down the coast for the next couple of weeks. But gee, that looks interesting. I'm curious to know, you know, um, you know, why, why, why is that actually a good thing? And I'm not going to give away what the five are. You can, you can wait, wait, wait to hear it. But there's strategy that we're thinking behind the scenes mm. of what things need to look like. Uh, and then, you know, in probably beginning of Feb, we'll probably run a bit of a, uh, an event, you know, where we can connect some of these people to, you know, Christians and Christianity. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we've got a couple of ideas where we're sort of floating around. Uh, and then we'll we'll run our life course, you yeah. know, um, probably beginning of March. And uh, it's an opportunity then to say, hey, if you join us over Christmas, if you join us again, come and figure out actually who Jesus is. Mm. So we're just about to enter a bit of a season where we are on mission uh, and putting what it means to be a healthy disciple because a healthy disciple is one who is on mission. So probably for the next sort of little while, you're probably going to feel that as a church to say, feels like we're on mission here, uh, you know, and it might feel like, you know, there's a fair bit of it going on. Mm. And that's because there is. That's it. Um, but we're still doing the other bits and pieces, but they might not just be as prominent. Thanks for listening to this episode. 
We'd love you to join us at Kellyville Anglican any Sunday at 8.30, 10.30 or 6.15pm. If you can't visit us in person, you can also join us online. You can find out more information at www.kac.sydney. So come join us and see for yourself what is said on Sunday.